Welcome to the next episode of What's Next with Eric Wood. This is another Ask E. Wood Anything edition. And our first question comes from at Adam J. Bills. His question, what's your morning routine? When do you wake up? Are you set on a certain amount of sleep? You know, I try to get seven to, be- seven to eight hours of sleep a night. And we usually go to bed about 10.30 or 11. So I'm usually getting up maybe 6.30-ish. You know, if I'm going to the gym, getting a workout in earlier, it'll be an earlier morning than that. But generally around 6.30 or 7 is when I'll get up. And right when I get up, I, I go out to the kitchen, go to our pantry. I drink 40 ounces of water. 33 of that comes from a big uh, alkaline water that we buy from Costco. And I'll put apple cider vinegar in there and also pink Himalaya salt. And I've talked about it on previous episodes before. I believe the first Richie one, I spoke on some of the benefits of that. But lately, uh, I've also been making a mushroom coffee in the morning from Four Sigmatic. I've liked that. It's a little less caffeine, but it's got some lion's mane and chaga in it, which give you some brain boosting, some cognitive um, effects in a positive way. So I've been enjoying that. I then head to my office. I get, um, I knock out my daily Christian gratitude journal entry, which uh, that's a book by Ben Greenfield. Uh, I'll read at least a chapter of the Bible. And then I've been doing a devotional called radical wisdom that I've really liked. A lot of times in the morning, I like to get a workout in, get some blood flow going. Um, lately during the quarantine, that's been a lot of Peloton rides. Previously, a lot of the times I'd be going over to my gym, uh, Norton Sports Performance here in town in Louisville, Kentucky. Next question comes from Cole, at Cole Bentley. This is the center at UofL right now, and Cole's an excellent ball player. Really excited to hopefully watch him play football this fall. And his question is, what was your mindset going to each week during the season? Did you ever find yourself treating some games differently than others? And each week, I would try and pour everything into my preparation. But I also like to let myself have some fun or a bad meal to kind of hit that reset button. So for me, a normal week would look like if we're saying a normal week for game prep starts after the previous game. So in the NFL on a Sunday, on Sunday night, you know, I might have a few beers with my buddies, a few glasses of wine. I, I might have a bad meal. And that's stuff I would never do leading up to a game. But but I'll do that and let myself just kind of relax and, and get off my rigid schedule for a minute. And then, um, but then starting Monday, you know, if it was a Monday night, maybe starting Tuesday, pour 100% in the preparation, everything into nutrition, sleep, whatever I have to do to get ready to play that following Sunday to the best of my ability so I wasn't cheating my teammates, my coaches, the organization out of anything. And the second part of the question was if I treated some games differently than others. And, you know, I think it's only natural that when you have big games that the emotions are going and and that sometimes leads to better preparation, more excited practices. But I try to pride myself on every week taking the same approach so that I have a lot of consistency in my game. And, you know, in college, where, where Cole is at right now, there's there's opponents. You know, when you play, a, 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 when I was in college, a 1AA, but an FCS opponent, you know, there's times where you're not as excited leading up to the game. Well, I, w- I would almost psych myself up the other way and say, man, I'm going to have highlight blocks this game. I'm, this game's going to be a complete highlight reel for me. So I would almost psych myself up even more for the games that I thought maybe there there would be a little bit of a lack of emotion heading into it. At Lopez on Leadership asks, 
what's your favorite Bible verse and why is it your favorite? And I would say my favorite's probably Proverbs eleven twenty five. I got this from a buddy of mine in Louisville, Kentucky, who runs uh, men's ministry. And what I took from him when he presented this to me is I, I asked him, how do you live your life with so much joy? And Proverbs eleven twenty five says, he who refreshes others will be refreshed and a generous person will prosper. Well, that's that's become our family motto, and we try and pour everything we can into other people to try and lift them up, and in turn, we will be lifted up because we will feel joy from that, and then we also try and be very generous givers and joyful givers at that, and, and we want to give it away. Um, we want to make an impact on our community, on our loved ones, and we want our kids to see that too, and so that, that one I love. I also love Matthew five sixteen, and that's... Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. And I think for a lot of people, they're not super comfortable talking about their faith. And they're not super comfortable rattling off Bible verses. Or maybe they just don't feel like they know enough about their religion or their their faith to, to truly express with words. And I love that verse because that simply says, let your actions speak for itself and, and reveal that you are a Christian in my sense. Like I want the way that I work on a day-to-day business, the way we're generous, the way we treat others. I want that to be uh, our, our family's calling card. And, and I want that to point people to Jesus who's had such a tremendous impact on my life. At Gavin Murphy 75 asks, how do you become a better O lineman? And first off, I'd say you have to work at your craft because there's not a lot that's natural about playing the offensive line position. You're trying to stop enormous men from sacking a quarterback and you're starting with a pass set going backwards. Then you have to start stop all their momentum in the run game. You're trying to blow someone off the ball, but the running back could make a move behind you and you don't even know which way he's going and you still have to stay engaged with your defender without holding. And a lot of it's just technique that you have to drill over and over and over. So I'd say first off, you got to work at your craft. You got to know the playbook and know what the defense is giving you so you can play fast. You got to play tough as an offensive lineman. And I always like to say you play through the whistle. You don't play to the whistle, you play through the whistle so that when you see it on film, maybe it looks like you're going a little bit harder than everybody else, but that's that's a calling card of a great offensive line and, and honestly, an offensive line that respects their coaches and what they're being taught because they're willing to give it their all on every play. You need to be available as an offensive lineman. You got to be healthy and you got to be available each and every week. And that means playing through some dings. And there's times you get hurt. I had plenty of injuries in my career. But as an offensive lineman, one of the best things you can do for your team is be available each and every week and play in and play out. And then ultimately, with um, strength and conditioning, you want to be as strong and as explosive as you can. We, as an offensive lineman, it doesn't truly matter what your 40 time is. The 10-yard dash is probably a better indication of something that you would do on the field. But strong and explosive, you know, I think of Richie Incognito blowing people off the ball in the NFL better than anyone I've ever seen. Well, Richie is strong and explosive, and it correlates to the football field. Last one comes from at Nicole Becker. Due to your journey through the Disney Princess Collection, I have to ask, who is your favorite Disney princess? 
And Nicole's referencing um, probably a conversation I had with Jimmy Allen when we were talking about Disney and how we've been watching a lot of Disney movies in our house through this quarantine. And my daughter, Grace, just loves the Disney princess movies. And so we've seen them all and they've, they've been playing a ton. And, and for me, it's a tough call. Uh, but right now, I would say maybe Little Mermaid at the moment because that movie's still fairly entertaining to me, and we haven't just completely worn it out. But I can't thank you guys enough for tuning in, for listening to this podcast, for submitting the questions. And I just asked, like each and every week, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, and share it with others. That'll go a long way to making sure that we can keep creating this content. Thanks and have an awesome day.